Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. And now, a word from one of our sponsors. If you work with specifications in your firm, you've probably come across uh, outdated manufacturer specs and confusing notes. Not only does that happen, that also happens with with code books too and i'm ashamed to say it but you know sometimes you're just researching a code online and then you're like oh is this 2012 2015 2009 2006 am i in a county do they even have rules um so you don't know if they applied the same thing can be true for your specs so uh you know, you don't want to find products that no longer exist or even companies that no longer exist. And trust me, I have done both. Uh, maybe you even pay for specifications. Well, don't do that because there's a better way uh, to find manufacturer specs for your products and documentations. And that's ArtCat. ArtCat.com is a free library. It has over 1,400 up-to-date, accurate specifications. Up-to-date and accurate are the keywords. Uh, they're written by FCSI. CCS AIA professionals based on manufactured data. Arquette uses powerful search engines to find the right specifications for your products and downloads them in multiple formats for free, free, free. You don't even have to register. Look at that. Easy, convenient. Go to arquette.com and get the information you need. That's it. Welcome to another special episode of Inside the Firm from the AIA 2019 conference in Las Vegas. Today I'm here with uh, another special guest. His name is Demetrius Lynch. He is the founders of Lines and Spaces podcast and is a licensed architect with over 12 years of experience. He's practiced both domestically and internationally in various types of building types, specialty, retail, creative office, interiors, restaurants, medical facilities, and boutique hospitality with a focus in residential design and construction. Uh, beyond architecture licensure, Demetrius is an accredited professional of leadership in environmental design, in, envir- in energy and environmental design, or LEAD, and WELL. WELL AP denotes expertise and a commitment to advert- advancing human health and wellness in buildings and communities. Demetrius, welcome to Inside the Firm podcast. Thank you so much, Lance. I, I always love having other podcasters on yeah. because we talk and it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you usually kind of know what the struggle is. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Just, just got, you're trying, always trying to pull information out of yeah. people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you start? I, um, Admittedly, and I'll just flat out tell you, like, I did not know about Spaces Podcast until Mark introduced me to it yeah. right before this. But then I dove into it. And as I told you, I loved your intro, even though now you're going to change the intro. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Spaces. Tell me about what it's about, how it started, and and all of that. So uh, it literally started out of frustration. Seriously, uh, yeah. It's a um, it's a sort of a passion. Th- one of the things that really bugged me about our profession is that we're very uh, we're too include or not inclusive. What's the word? Introvert. Um, yeah, sort of. We we talk too much to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we don't under we we struggle with the concept of looking at what we do as a product essentially and 
presenting it as such. Uh, the the car industry has done a great job of you know telling a story. They don't tell you the technical part about the car or or anything really in detail about a car, but they have photo uh, imagery of people yeah, and how a- how much they enjoy it and speeding down the road and and the story that that comes with that. So. I look at architecture as we need to shift the way that we look at it and present it. Um, So the goal with spaces was to kind of flip the way that we present architecture and to do more of a storytelling type of um, scenario or setting. Um, So we we tie in, we try to tie in as much personal um, human stories to what we're doing and and we kind of go historically, even though... History is usually a boring word. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. we try not to make it, uh, let it get boring. But um, we, we look back in history and kind of go through time to, to explain how a specific building type has evolved throughout time and all the, the pressures from government economy that have affected it. Um, little interesting stories, like we did one on a brewery and uh, talked about how... Um, the, the shift from wooden barrels to hold beer to uh, metal cask and and the story of that is where basically the one of the wooden barrels which has a uh, hot fermented beer in it um, basically colla- or broke and all of the beer came out in it essentially a tidal wave and crashed into the wall and broke out of the the, the brewery and flooded an entire village uh, and killed, like, several people. Oh, my Lord. And one of the people that died from that incident actually died from drinking the beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we tell little anecdotes like that. And uh, How do you yeah. find the stories? I mean, is it just, just a collaboration just search, or is it just... Uh, just research. Yeah, so it, it takes a lot of time to kind of craft our episodes. Because uh, you have three people on, right, yeah. usually? Yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. the other part of it is that we're trying to... Um, not only educate those outside of the industry, but, um, you know, have a conversation between um, the building industry itself. So one uh, person that's on is from the construction side, one's from the development side. Uh, so we have sort of this three-headed conversation. You're the architect. Yeah, and then not me as the architect. Yeah. So we have this three-headed conversation that kind of gives, you know, different perspectives, uh, different interests of, you know, whatever the topic is. Yeah, so. that's awesome, man. Yeah, I was listening to, and there's an age range too, right? Isn't yeah. the, the the other gentleman? Is he the development side? What's his name? Uh, yeah, Jason. He's on the construction side. Oh, construction. We're all technically millennials. Yeah, sort of. On but he's the, like right the on the le- cusp of yeah. Gen X. Isn't yeah, he? exactly. Yeah. That was one of the first things that stuck out when I was listening to you. The and, first and couple you episodes. can get you get it when yep. when he talks without even saying it. Yep. <laughs> you can tell. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, yeah. You should, I hope he listens to this podcast. I, I appreciated his yep. perspective because I'm an older millennial too. I'm 36. Yep. Okay, right on the edge. I yep. sometimes I call myself a jillennial. Yeah, because my wife is a Gen Xer. Okay, she's a little bit older than me. So so cool. Cool, man. No, you, I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, what what do you do? You, so you took a break um, just to kind of reorganize, right? Yeah. So we uh, it, more so to bring in money. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I shifted my personal focus to um, focusing on my, my architectural practice. Um, so doing a lot of my I had a bunch of projects that I just basically had to get out and done. 
Um, so that was a big part of it. Are you a sole proprietor? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I started my own practice a year and a half ago uh, at the same time of starting Spaces. Uh, so it's been quite a heavy load. What has? Yeah, no, I, I totally feel you there. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes we'll go into this, the conference room slash studio on a Friday, and um, we are just like, what are we going to talk about? Uh, I don't know. And then we do it. I yeah. mean, you know, so you guys, I know yours is a little bit you more research, so I can't even imagine yeah. how much more effort that takes. Tell me about why you started your own firm. What kind of prompted you to do that? Same thing. Out of frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Um, just, did, was you, did you come from a big firm? Yeah. So I, I kind of run the gamut. I started in a smaller firm that was uh, three people. Um, then the economy, and that, that firm was actually um, high-end residential, custom homes. Um, so we actually made it quite far into the recession. I think I didn't get finally let go until 2010. Oh, wow. Um, so I was only out of work for a few months and then um, landed in a, a larger firm. It was about 100 people. And then... Um, Holy cow, that is a drastic difference. Yeah. And, it, and did it go literally from... I mean, custom residential is such a unique beast it's very personal yep. on every level and then all of a sudden so you went to one uh, person a uh, firm of 100 was that all co- corporate big stuff uh so it was just a sort of opposite sort of uh work as far as residential goes this was development homes so working oh. for developers so um you have one end where money is no is not an issue and then uh the You're other end where stepping over you, pennies to get yeah, the dollars exactly I know. so yeah. it was it was a crazy learning experience for me um to to have those two extremes and then kind of in between there um jumped around a little bit uh left to focus on or to switch my sh- uh, focus to retail so i did a year of retail and then got called back in to from another large uh development firm and they just made me an offer I couldn't refuse financially. Yeah. Uh, so switched back to development housing and then finally just got fed up and wanted to create my own. Was it just fed up because uh, was a happiness an issue? I mean, you didn't really feel like you were doing what you wanted to do, like the passion wasn't there? Was that it, kind of what stepped Exactly. It was, um, you know, when you're working for someone, it's it's difficult because you you don't... You, you're not crafting what what it is you want to do, both design-wise necess- in, in some cases, as well as going after the certain jobs that you want. Um, and and the relationships are... Uh, there's layers to the relationship with the client. Um, and I was looking for being able to, you know, have an actual relationship with my client Absolutely. directly, one to one. We, you know, we we talk through things, and I'm I'm in tune with what they want to do. Um, so the, I was lacking that was just really frustrating and, and kind of bogged me down um, emotionally, physically, <laughs> and it was just. I, I just reached a point where I was like, I can't I do totally this hear anymore. You. I totally yeah. hear you. When I, you and I were speaking, we should have turned the mics on even sooner than when we did a, a formal <laughs> intro yeah. because I feel like that was a, a nice conversation about, you were asking me about how we started the firm and I, I'm totally hearing what I felt like about 10 years ago too. It was actually, I felt like my soul was dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean that. Exactly. Um, one of the worst parts about it was it was the firm I was working with, it was four people, including myself and my coworker would was so introverted he would not talk and clearly as you've seen like 
I'm a talker. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking all day to a bunch of other people. I don't know how you talk to this many people. <laughs> you told me how long you were interviewing yesterday. I was like, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no way I could do that. <laughs> even, even, and Mark LePage is sitting right behind us. Nobody can see this. I know this. They're listening They're listening audio, audibly, but uh, he was saying the same thing, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you? And I was like, wow, I want to bank all these podcasts. Yeah. No, like, good idea, opera- though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would kill me <laughs> yeah inside i would come home and tell my my former wife that and i would just like it was not a real it was not a good place i would actually come home with a headache oh so it's i know you too yes you I, too i was literally taking aspirin every day oh, at work how horrible because I was just, and i was like i can't do this anymore. you can't do it it's life is way too short yeah. for that yeah yeah so um so I got laid off, and I was thankful for it. Yeah. it, it not right away. I was very angry. Yeah. But then afterwards, like in hindsight, um, and now, so so tell me about now. Like, um, how did you get? How did you? How did you go through starting up your own firm? Did you ask for help from anybody? Did you know set up an LLC or an S corp, and getting first clients? Everybody always wants to know how do you get the first clients. Uh, so, before I jump into that, let me preface this: the companies that I all worked for were great companies. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily work for every person. Yeah. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, if anyone does any background search on which companies I'm referring yeah. to, they're great companies. So uh, just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, and mine um, were too. I would like to preface that too. Yeah. They were they were award-winning architects. I mean, they yeah. won AIA national stuff, yeah. amazing and stuff. Great cultures personal. and everything, but it just doesn't work for everybody. For, yeah, individually, yeah. yeah. Um, and... And I explained, I was talking, having a conversation with a uh, friend that, you know, was having a similar conversation about the process and everything. And the way I explained it, how you said, you know, having those headaches, I explained how I felt afterwards was like a butterfly that's been tied up. Oh, cool. And, and once I left, it was like you, the rope broke. And then yeah. I finally got to spread my wings and you, you feel that like that that spine tingling shiver that goes down it's like i'm free i can do whatever yeah. i want to do it's now. a powerful feeling oh, yeah oh yeah so um but to jump into your question um uh, i ended up uh I, I i just went for it i threw caution into the wind were you, fr- I, were you scared yes and no i was more excited than scared and i said uh, everybody says to save a year of salary and all this stuff I just like I can't do that. Uh, I left re- with a severance of a thousand dollars, and that's all I had in my pocket with a brand new baby. Man. Yeah. Oh my god. So I had like uh, probably about three months worth of salary saved, and um, and I was just like, the way I looked at it is, you're going to continue to push that goalpost back. Yeah. If you if you're trying to hit a, a year of salary, you're gonna something's going to come up. Your car's going to break down. Your the rent's going to raise whatever the case yeah. is kid breaks their arm something's mm-hmm. going to come up something i agree and uh so i set up uh, I, I had about three months saved and i utilize pretty much leveraged my network of friends that were at different companies and basically said look i can do consulting for you and that was my bridge basically and financially that just kind of kept me at a decent place while i built up um, you know my name and and talk to people and and the way that it actually kind of started, I was very fortunate to get a a job from um, a larger firm that couldn't handle or not handle but uh, 
They couldn't take it, it on, work like... Yeah, it was too small for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they basically said, are you interested? Um, you know, we kind of started the design a little bit, but um, we don't... This is just way under our, our workload and what we're willing to kind of come mm-hmm. down to. So I said, sure, and I took that, and uh, there was a landscape architect on the job. So as we're working, all of a sudden I get... Uh, well, that, that person, that homeowner, recommended me to someone else. Then the landscape uh, architect that was on that second one recommended me to another one. And then they recommended to me to another one. So it's just been a all snowball. word of nice. mouth. And it's a lot of it has just been um, sort of the way I approach a project. Um, I, I've gotten comments that I am... Uh, I hate talking about myself this way, but uh, it's kind of weird. Um, but I've gotten comments that I am different from a lot of people in the industry as far as uh, there's a lot of angst and, you know, trying to get through things really quick. Um, and I think what they're referring to more is dealing with some contractors oh. um, and kind of that side. Because, um, you know, you're, you're, you got a lot a lot of work to get through and I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but that's what I was told. And a lot of these people were recommending me ahead of time without me even completing the work, which was crazy. That is crazy. I um, mean, it is and it isn't. It yeah. happens. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to, like, know if the product's going to work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I've just been very fortunate in that way. Um, and uh, just just grinding to, you know, present good work being responsive uh anytime somebody sends me a question i respond to the email like that day good for you hopefully within like the first hour or two um answering calls if i don't get to answer it calling right back so i think that goes a long it way. does Just, we have a rule at our firm 24 hours or less yeah 24 yeah. hours or less or you're in, yeah you're i think in i heard you guys say yep. that everybody uh, i mean it, that is like critical and that goes a long way because people are trusting you with a very very expensive uh, process and they and might only product. do it once in their life. Yeah, and uh, to be responsive because they don't they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't know all these things, so they're entrusting you to be the professional to guide them through it. So if you don't answer the phone or don't call back for a few days, people start to freak out. Yeah. Um, so it's very important to be responsive. Have you made? Um, you don't have to. No, no names or anything like yeah. that. Have you made any mistakes that you would be like if somebody else was in your position, just starting out, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, avoid this, don't do this. This is maybe one thing that I could point to of, of not to do. Um, and I realize I put you on the spot. Yeah, that's a <laughs> tough question to scan my brain. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Um, mistake was there hasn't. I mean, it's only been a year and a half, yeah. so there hasn't been a major catastrophic or or significant mistake. And you had a lot of experience anyway, right? Almost yeah. over a decade before yeah. you before you jumped ship. Yeah, it and was did your uh, own thing. what eleven years or so yep. um, before I ended up starting my own. Um, so I was pretty well versed as how, how to handle these things, and I was doing uh, larger scale projects than what I'm doing now. So. Um, not that it's easy, but um, it's it's something that I was used to and um, had less hiccups along the way because I've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah, so, cool. Um, so are you doing mainly residential right now or a kind of like a little conglomerate of yeah. small commercial too, anything like that? So I, I have a, 
mm, the majority of it is uh, residential right now. I'm working on a commercial project or trying to get it contracted um, for the commercial project, which will be a, a retail space, uh, clothing retail, um, with uh, uh, potentially a um, after school program. Oh, cool! Above it, uh, probably like a STEM education center mm-hmm. on the second floor. So. Um, it's not finalized yet, but working on that one. Yeah. When do you think it, the podcast will pick back up? Because I want to so, hear that new intro. Yeah. So our, our next uh, launch is is June uh, 19th. Okay. So in a couple of weeks from now. Very cool. And then you guys, are you going to do it? It's once a month, right? Or do you guys... So we do uh, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 And, uh, so, and that was another reason we did a, a hiatus is to sort of restructure... Um, so I've banked, uh, I think we have about five episodes, five or six Smart. episodes. Um, so we're working through editing now. So, cause it was a lot of pressure to record and then edit within those two weeks and then put it out and then do it all over again. Yeah. And I've basically increased my editing load, um, doing a lot more so it's making it a lot harder did on myself you just, did you just jump into podcasting not and i, I mean honestly like well, i mean we did we yeah. just like okay what what equipment do i need yeah how's the software yeah. same thing yeah i literally searched on uh amazon starter podcast equipment mm-hmm. and there was a package and i was like i'll buy that there you go <laughs> <laughs> so there's like four mics and uh the stands and yeah and uh the amp or, or not the amp the uh, mixer mixer yeah and i was like okay that that looks good that's awesome uh, man. how about uploading ratings. it that for me it was that was the hardest part was okay you got to have an rss feed to get into itunes and yeah. you need to be on itunes and then you know so we use soundcloud because it's automatic and yeah. stuff like that yeah how about you what are you guys hosting yeah on? so we we host through soundcloud yeah. soundcloud as well i hope they don't go bankrupt they almost did last year and it freaked me out did oh, you really? know that oh no, yeah i didn't know that yeah oh, yeah that's terrifying yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one that everyone does that they use? Stitcher? As, no, um, there's. It's not like a um, a normal platform. Oh, the I don't same know. Way. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I'll have to think about it, it if I remember. I'll, yeah. I'll mention it. But there's there's another platform that uh, a lot of people use um, that is basically a distribution platform to other podcasts or audio platforms. Oh, okay. Um, so it's sort of the hub. I can't think of it. I now. can't think of yeah. it either. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, hey, switching gears. I've been yeah. asking everybody three questions, okay. um, and I would love your take on them. Yeah. Uh, you're a young guy like me, and we're into technology. Yeah. We believe in it, especially automation. Yeah. Um, so, with the exponential growth of technology we've seen in the last century, it seems that automation is inevitable. Are you at all worried that we will lose our professions to automation? No, I am. That was a quick no. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Because. Uh, you know, we have this. There's a lot of people talking about this, and I'm excited for it because I am trying to find a way to make this thing easier, mm-hmm. um, especially as a sole proprietor, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there, there's a lot of um, little things that just take up so much time, and it's like uh, it, it would make the the passion part of it a lot uh, easier and a lot, uh, or not easier, but uh, it would make the passion part um, more of what you dedicate your time to, uh, the, the creative part, the, yeah. the, the, the having conversations with your client, uh, figuring out 
you know, how to solve the problems that they have. Um, that part of it, you can dedicate your time to that fully. Um, so all the, the little things of keynoting and chasing details even, around. Even yeah. code analysis. Yeah. Um, Upcodes is doing amazing oh, stuff. I cannot wait for that at some point <laughs> yep. to have... It, what if it's a BIM model or some some other application that checked. just yeah just just and lets it just you shows, know this is wrong yeah or change this I'm happy to be wrong just yeah. tell me yeah. where it is and yeah. I'll fix it yeah. and so I can go through it yeah, yeah I'm with you man I'm excited too there's there's some things that we've done that automate things like when we worked um, we're sitting in the ArcCat booth right now and we've believe it or not like Alex and I built most of the content that's on ArcCat through Sumex oh. and working with Sumex we saw some amazing automation tools yeah. for BIM. And so then, you know, like we use, um, there's this, there's this email, this piece of email software that I use that where I I can schedule my emails. Okay. So like they'll all go out, like I'll, I'll, I'll be working over the weekend, but nobody knows it. Yeah. And then Monday morning. (laughs) You just ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) Now they know. (laughs) I know. I know. My my employees listen to this too. And they're like, oh, that's what he's, I thought he was super productive. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited about it too, man. I, I, I hope we don't, I don't want us as a society to be Luddites. Yeah, and and think that you know Andrew Yang. I don't know if you know who that is. He's running for president, um, no. and he's trying to do this freedom dividend because he's like, yeah, automation is going to happen, so everybody needs a thousand dollars a thousand dollars a month, no matter what. I'm like, ah, I don't think I don't think it's going to disrupt like that. I think it's going to enable humans yeah. to do better things. It's going to be able. It's going to enable humans to be more human, yeah. right? Yeah. More more creative. So and the 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 thing that I struggle with though is that that. That's the conversation that's always been out there is that technology has been supposed to make things easier. But I feel like we just take on more and more now that we have the technology yeah, we do. to do it. Yeah, we do. So that's the scary we're, part. We're of working it. more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We are. Exactly. I, I went over to the Bluebeam booth and was just like t- saying, that, hey, I just appreciate your software because yeah. I'm on my iPad at 40,000 feet in the air doing red lines. Yeah. And then I get off and I send them to my employees and yeah. like now they're doing, you know, yeah, their now job. we're just working nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. You have your full time job and then you jump in Uber at night. Yeah. And yeah. And go, uh, go do a couple runs. Yeah. No kidding. Reads. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what is it? The side hustle. Yep. That everybody's promoting. Everybody's got their side like hustle. All these different technologies just add m- more work you yeah. have you can work now. an opportunity right <laughs> yeah people have more opportunity yeah um okay second question 3d printing was expected to transform architecture and construction but uptake of it has been slow once the technology has been adopted how do you see architects adopting it and will it usher back in the architect as master builder huh it's a huh yeah um <laughs> so 3d printing i am very torn on in one in one sense, I see the benefit mostly on the side of affordable housing. Oh, interesting. But there's a caveat to that. There's concern with how we use it um, because you're you're looking at uh, and when I say how we use it, I'm looking more at what is used uh, in the machine to to make the walls. So the, the the influx of chemicals um, or if it's concrete concrete's not very forgivable once you construct a space so if someone lives there mm-hmm. and they want to add on to it um, you know what is the means to add on to that space uh, or if it's chemical what is the effect of having all of those chemicals inside your your home um, so th- there's there's a lot of concern there for me um, I see the benefit, but I'm also very concerned about it. But um, as far as the architect becoming the master builder, 
I don't know that it's gonna encourage people to become master builders necessarily. Yeah, just because they have the tool. Yeah, yeah. My I, last guest said the same thing. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's, been, it's just been so interesting listening to all these perspectives on these questions because and, cause it's made me challenge myself. Like yeah. internally, I'm like, all right, maybe I was, maybe it's not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not. I, I don't see why it would. You know inspire you to become a master builder you're, you're either, either going to want to do, do it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're either going to want to do it or not so it, it just depends on if it's in you mm-hmm. if you really want to be a, a builder um then you would already do it yeah so i think so all right last one it's been 10 years since the great recession and it seems like we are due for another one what is one piece of advice you would give to a small firm architect or business owner as we near the end of this business cycle oh my god and you're a business owner and a small firm architect. So, I'll, <laughs> so you're giving yourself yeah. advice. <laughs> so I'll say what I've done or what I'm trying to do yeah. is uh, completely diversify. Um, uh, there's a lot of books out there that discuss, uh, I kinda, I'm going to butcher the word, product, product, productize. 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 Uh, productize your, your business. Mm-hmm. So basically chopping up your services, figuring out what parts of your service you can um, sort of isolate and do quickly and sell them as a product so that you're not negotiating fees all the time and who, and then figure out who that client is uh, so you're more marketable. So you can help out a builder with um, if they just need someone as an advisor or uh, they just need someone to do 3D or just do as built or whatever the case is. Uh, go through your full gamut of skills and figure out how to chop it up and, um, you know, be more marketable to a lot of different people um, and utilize your expertise, your your education, because uh, we go through a grueling as architects, five year, four or five year program yeah. as as architects, um, sometimes more, depending. <laughs> uh, and we learn a ton of stuff. So. Uh, it's it's advantageous to to leverage that um, and and market yourself as you know someone that has that expertise. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. Diversity. That's we preach that all day long, man. To and you guys is, went sort of the developer route, right? Developer. Yeah, we're we're architects, builders, developers, yeah. podcasters, yeah, teachers. We teach at CU Boulder too. So yeah, we try to do. Yeah, I don't know how you do all. That's that. what everybody, everybody asks. Everybody asks that, and yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. We just do it. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot it. of men, do it. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks so much for being on today, Demetrius. Um, yeah, appreciate. How it. can how can people follow you? How can people keep in touch with you? Where can they? Where do they go to listen to the podcast? Uh, so for the podcast, you can start at uh, spacespodcast.com. Um, for my architecture, if you're interested in just learning more about you know my my business and um, what I'm doing, you can go to houseoflines.com. Uh, lines is spelled L-Y-N-E-S. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a nod to my last name. Yeah. Uh, so house of L-Y-N-E-S.com. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on, buddy. All right. Thank you. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, everybody. If you are trying to learn Revit, I think you should learn from yours truly, Alex Gorenland Psycho. Uh, we have a website called RevitRocketShip.com. We've been training university students, other professionals, our own staff for many, many, many years, and we made it available uh, online at RevitRocketShip.com. And what's great about it is that it's broken down into 
five to seven minute chunks, plus or minus on some of them. Um, teaches you everything from families uh, to uh, a whole project base. And one of the differentiators, I think, there's actually two major ones. One is we're an actual firm, uh, F9Productions.com, that does a lot of work. So we are implementing practices that are true. And what that means is that we're modeling like it gets built. Uh, we're doing our, our walls a little bit different. You'll, you'll see in the videos of why we do it, but it actually works out in the end uh, to create a better model. We've uh, trained a lot of people, so this is not our first go around. And the other thing too is that you get our template. You, give the actual, you get the actual template that we use, hone, develop, and improve every year um, in that system. Uh, so it's for free. So if you were starting a residential pro- project, you'd start off on that. It'd have uh, everything set up the way that we like, the way that helps you uh, go faster, build cooler, cooler things, and, and be more awesome. So check that out, RevitRocketChip.com. Rocketship.com.